Would you watch it? I'd watch it. You're listening to Docunope. Ooh, do you smell what the hormones are cooking? Oh, I wasn't sure where you're going with that. Oh, you never know. Well, I liked it. <laughs> oh, but now you know. <laughs> it is I. <coughs> it is I, Dory Greenberg, host of DocuNope. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 And if this is your first time listening to DocuNope, welcome. Uh, we implore you to go back and listen to past episodes because uh, they're fun. But this one's going to be pretty fun, too. It's all about nerdy, educational, special interest documentaries because we didn't learn much in school and now we're really just overcompensating. We're catching up. We're catching up. Uh, join with me, as always, is my... My bestest friend. Oh my god. And my co-host. Aww. Her name is Christina and I. Hi. Hey. Welcome back from Christmas break. Oh my god, yeah. We've been away for a minute. We have. Life's gotten in the way. <laughs> Honestly, it did. Shit's been crazy. Doc, you know what happens when life doesn't. Yeah. And this is a rare moment when life is not mm-hmm. happening. We're, but we're back. <laughs> and better than ever, 2019 suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, air horns are dead. Now it's uh, laser guns. Yeah. Pew, pew. Laser guns are the new air horns. Set phasers to stunning. Wow. Hey. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> join with us for the first time, and and she came from another state to be here, which is, like, honestly, ugh, just the love that I feel is overwhelming. Uh, we, you may have heard of her. Because we've mentioned her yeah, a number of times. Dory's obsessed me. with her, won't stop talking about her, and is basically stalking her, I'm and like kidnapped her and then brought her here. It's president crazy. of the fan club. Uh, she is uh, an expert in her field. She is a postdoc at MIT, and she's the president of the MIT Microbiome Club. But that doesn't mean I know anything about the <laughs> She's going to be very humble this whole time, and I'm just going to have to continuously slap her across the face every single time. Uh, she also got her PhD at UC Santa Barbara. She's amazing. Her name is Chelsea Catania. Yay. Hello. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. We love you. Um, even more than this, Chelsea and I have known each other since we were the ripe age of six years old. Yeah, Dory was the first friend I ever kept. <laughs> wow, that is fucking amazing. What a good moniker. Uh, yeah. That's a good category. The first friend you ever kept. I don't think I kept one until the fourth grade. Wow. After that. Really? Who was that? Do you recall? Jackie Himes. Oh, that name sounds familiar to me. Hi, Jackie. Hey, Jackie, what's up? Our dads were best friends. That's cute. Mm -hmm. Um, So Chelsea is here. She's in town from Boston. Uh, She will be sleeping in the same room that we are currently recording in because that's how we do it with guests. (laughs) I'm out of town. We put you in a room and we record there and then we lock you in at the end of it with like a pillow. I told you you kidnapped her. (laughs) I already explained that. This is from our, our secret room. That I built inside my apartment. Wow. Disgusting. But even more disgusting is the topic of today, of today's documentary, which is the fantastical world of hormones with Professor John Wass. Can I ask how you heard of this? Uh, Amazon. Amazon's algorithm. You were just like algorithm. scrolling and you just like found this? Yeah. Okay. I give you recommendations? That felt, sl- that, that yeah. read. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I felt like, I was like, how did she find this? Did you just stumble upon it? Listen, or? if you, you know me. I know. 
Do you, would you think that a documentary like this would go unnoticed by me for too long? I guess not. This I don't know. Right up my fucking alley. Okay. I love hormones. I like learning about science stuff, especially mm-hmm. as it pertains to the human body. Um, and also, it, it, fantastical. Like, it's in the, the title of the thing. It seems, like, very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it on Preem. Um, Preem. Uh, but it was originally a TV movie for the BBC. Was it? Because it said Xive TV produced yeah. it. It always says Xive. Which is not a good sign. Well, no, we, we've watched other Xive. Oh, I know we have. <laughs> and I know they were weird as fuck. It's all the, like, janky-ass ones that are Xive TV. Oh, no, at the end it says this was made for BBC. At the very end, oh, okay. the end credits. All right, fair enough. It aired in 2014. It's roughly one hour long. It uh, felt five hours long. <laughs> yeah. It was, it felt long, right? I think I have, I had to cut. Kept- Pausing it. <laughs> Dude, me too, to check how much time was left? Yeah. And then also, just like, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it all in one go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's a note, like, Chelsea, if if you don't know, and maybe for the listener, if they don't know, at the, we're going to, like, talk about the documentary, and then at the very end of it, there's, like, a series of criteria that we go through to judge how well this documentary mm-hmm. fared, like, in our own personal opinions. Did you two watch it together? No. no. You did not? Okay, great. I specifically instructed Chelsea, keep any and all opinions to yourself. <laughs> shut the fuck up hey, until we're recording. Hey, whatever you're going to say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care unless we're recording. Okay. RuPaul Charles. Anyway, yeah, he said that once, that like nothing matters unless the cameras are rolling. I love RuPaul, but like that is a, a real quote that happened. <clears throat> so hormones. So we're just jumping right in. <laughs> Can we jump right in? Oh, we're jumping in. We're not even looking. Yeah. Our eyes are closed. There the, could be rocks at the bottom. I thought the opening sequence of this like narrator just like talking about what he's gonna talk about was gold. If if the whole documentary had just been the first ten minutes, I would have been fine with that. So you just wanted a, a short film. Well, he had he like plucked out all the craziest phrases he says in the next hour and spliced <laughs> them all together. And I wrote some of them down. Like, yeah. opportunism and quackery. Yeah, quackery. <laughs> that oh. one's great. Or spermanliquium. The fuck is that? Followed by, that turns children into adults. Which I was like, oh, that's weird. It's horrible. And the giggling. A lot of giggling. A lot of giggling. Like crazy giggling. There were some things in this documentary that made me giggle that we'll talk about later. But yeah, I, I appreciated the thesaurus that was used for can this. You, can you tell me more about this professor? What the yes. fuck is his is his deal? So his name is Professor John Watts. And, and before we even go into, like, what his deal is, like, the, in the title of this documentary, as it is read on in, in the movie and in IMDb, it says Professor John Watts. But this man is a doctor. Yeah. You can be both, right? Of course you can be both. You have to be a doctor to, to be, be a, a professor. professor. Yeah, one requires the other. But, but you don't have... But you, that's not the, reverse the reverse is not. Yeah. Isn't it more impressive to be a doctor than a professor? Well, maybe to him, the professorship... No. Maybe, I mean, is he a professor at Oxford? Because that's pretty fucking impressive. I yeah. don't know where he's a professor. Okay, well, that was my question. Well, you know what? I'm going to find out. John was professor. <laughs> <laughs> or just look at his biography. It's more impressive to be a professor. It is? Yeah, because that means you have to have gotten your doctorate and an, a faculty job, which is very difficult. It presumes you are a doctor yeah. already. Yeah. Oh, and you are good enough to be employed somewhere. Sure. Yeah. To teach children. I might want to be a professor, but the 
likelihood is daunting. I believe so. in you. Wait, so you you're a doctor. Yeah. You're Dr. Chelsea Katana. I am. Yeah. yeah. But this is this is a similar situation to our friend Eva, who's a professor, but she doesn't like calling herself a doctor because she's not treating people. Do you feel Medically. the same? Um not really. I could be a doctor. <laughs> Do you use doctor a lot? Do you no. call yourself a doctor? No. But it's on the sign to my office, which is nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like the only, actually, that's like the only thing, really, that's changed. You don't got business cards. You don't got like a sweater. I forgot to put it on my business card. Whoa, wow. dude, that's like yeah. 12 years of school. Do yeah. you have PhD on there? No, I forgot. Girl, wow. you just to, like made a business card. I need to get it redone. <laughs> like, what happened? Wow, lesson learned. It says postdoc, so. Okay, well, that also yeah. pre- presumes that you already got a PhD. Right, because post you're after doc. You, yeah. you got the doc. Mm-hmm, after doc. You got okay, the so doc. Tell us, him tell us the doc status of this guy. He Yes, he is a professor of endocrinology at Oxford. Okay, see, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, yeah. he leads the, he's the head of the department of endocrinology at the Oxford Center with a T-R-E. He's shaped yeah. like uh, two balls of dough on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, like a like a walking snowman in a sweater, but like an upside down one. Yeah, he's just two big round balls. <laughs> his uh, yeah, his outfit. I just I was like, what's going on with your shape? So much about the endocrine system, and then I became interested in his endocrine system. Like, what's he going on? He started it off. He he asked for it. Yeah, like, his personal journey. <laughs> he did. He did. I mean, there there were some moments, like especially towards the end of the documentary, where they're talking about obese people. Oh, they have like the special enzyme that like makes them keep eating or keep being hormone. hungry, right? Oh, sorry, hormone. <laughs> right, this literally is whole fucking documentary. Sorry. <laughs> Although uh, I will say the title's misleading because there's nothing fantastical about this documentary. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That was gonna. It be... was more about the history. Yeah, which I appreciate, but they spent like. A healthy 25 minutes on castration. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, all right, guys. Before we, we even got get it. into that, before we even get into that, that was going to be my question. Another question about the title was, why fantastical and not just fantastic? Uh, I wouldn't have even approved of fantastic, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fantastic. It's it terrible. It seems scary. <laughs> you think it's... Te- <laughs> you would rather... terrible world. Horrifying <laughs> world of hormones. Yeah. Alliteration. You know, like I all the pretend. bad things that could happen to you. <laughs> yeah. I, it should be like freaks. Reasons not to cut your balls off and its history. <laughs> and other stories. And other yeah. stories. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Um, okay, so yeah, let's get into this because this is like the documentary really just is like buckle up because we're going to talk about men who got castrated in order to be opera singers. Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot about two things. One, eunuchs. Yeah. And two, uh, how awful people are to animals. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the eunuch shit. Yes. Fucking A. Well, so it starts off with Professor Dr. John Watts. Professor Doctor. Walking into a theater, and if you're a fan of DocuNope, and you've listened to previous episodes, you might know to watch with what on? Uh, subtitties. Subtitties. Yeah. yeah, always. And if you Although were, these were very bad. Not good. <laughs> they... Kept typing in thumb when he was saying son. And he was I like, was so My confused. thumb is dead. My thumb is Did you is watch the subtitles on? Yeah. Mm. I thought it was. Yeah, I was so horrible. About that. <laughs> well, if if you watch during the part where he's in the Hopper House, it says the theater, and then in parentheses mumbles. Okay, <laughs> yeah. where, what theater was that? I don't know. Can somebody tell me? Was I don't know. It, was it Italian? Did I write it down? Was it in Italy? Did you write it down? 
He didn't say where. Theater like, mumbles is what I wrote down. <laughs> he was like, this is this theater in my favorite town, which is, I was like, what? And then he played a recording of, yeah, like, a Yeah, why go to man. a theater to play a CD? <laughs> an, an empty theater! Yeah. He went to an empty theater, stood on stage, and pressed play on a CD player. And then he was like, this is what this would have sounded like, but we're going to talk about this other guy that's not this person singing. Okay, also, on that note, there are two things about him. One, okay. Is my, he a eunuch? Yes, he's a castrato. Is no, 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 a professor. <laughs> no, he's Mary. not a eunuch. He's not a castrato in the way that Farinelli, this opera singer from like the 1700s was, because this man's voice is, you know, sounds like a man's voice. Sure. And castratos were castrated uh, before they hit puberty. Well, that's only if you're castrated before you hit puberty. If you're castrated yeah. after you hit puberty, you still have a low voice. Are you insinuating that this man got castrated after the fact because he loves opera so much? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like there's something off about him. And, okay, here's the thing. At the beginning, the narrator says, I love endocrinology. It's a very personal thing for me. And then he just moves on. And he doesn't yeah. say what that means or how it's personal for him. I also think he's kind of an asshole. Yes, <laughs> I Because he was like, yeah. I'm an endocrinologist. It's not like being a cardiologist. There like, were some... That's easy. Like, when he, he was, was reading his own... Moments. When he was reading his own thank you card, I was like, bruh, we don't... Like, yeah, that was Like, I really worst. didn't do anything. It was like from a family that was like, thank you so much. You gave me my life back. I just want to suck your dick. And he was like, oh, this thank you card basically means nothing. Ha ha ha. And closes it. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> okay, so anyway, so Farinelli, right? Right, the first At the first blush of me hearing this, I was like, why was this person castrated? Sure. Why? And I looked him up on Wikipedia. First of all, Farinelli was his stage name. He was born Carlo Broski, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled the Italian way, but it's pronounced Broski. Sure. And That's so ironic. Yeah. he. <laughs> it really is. He yeah. was castrated at, like, the age of 14 because his dad died very unexpectedly, and so... That does not explain it. It doesn't explain anything, explain but they something. also had to make up an excuse to have the operation, and it says on Wikipedia, in Carlo's case, it was said to have been necessitated by a fall from a horse. None of that makes sense. No. Literally none of that makes sense. Was he adopted by the church and they needed a choir? Yeah. Yes. Singer? You need another link between the death of the dad and the chopping of the balls. It does not seem to be provided on the internet. Sure. <laughs> sure. So there was that. But also, I have a clip of this Farinelli, okay? Mm, and John why? Ross talking about him. You can make your assumptions on whether or not John Ross still has his testicles or not by just, listening to this clip. If you chopped him after his... He's Is a very the- asexual asshole. What were we going to say? Nothing. Oh, I'm just going to listen to this the so, so I want everyone listening to, to this. Sorry. I, that was the softest burp I've ever heard. <laughs> You're welcome. It was like a pillow. You're so welcome. Okay, so this is Dr. John Wass introducing this opera singer that is not Farinelli, but would have but sounded like. But might have sounded like <laughs> Might have sounded like Farinelli because he was also gastrato. Here we go. Believe it or not, this is the voice of a grown man over six foot tall. Remember, he's in an empty room this is listening the only to a CD recording player. of a singer of this kind. Okay, now this is going to be the voice. Okay, so my question is, castration aside, okay? Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Castration aside, okay. 
Is this a good voice? I don't know. It's a 1912 recording. It's so hard to hear. In your opinion, would you listen? I mean, not really. It's not really. <laughs> but my if you thing. were in 1912, <laughs> like whatever, you didn't have a choice, right? I guess so. There weren't that many recordings, you know what I mean? There are better operas then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's like, you know, large women singing. Yeah. That sound way better than this and just regular dudes with balls singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't feel like I have the tools to really judge it by on its operatic value, but I do know that uh, a man in his late middle ages is listening to a 1912 recording of a eunuch in a room by himself. That's for sure weird. I wrote down what he said what? describing it. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, almost supernatural, amazingly pure, gentle, <laughs> sublime, <laughs> yet forceful. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. He has a unique empathy for this man. Wait, but maybe he has a fetish. Yeah. Ooh. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. He seems to he be describing king. this with some, uh... Pleasure? Yeah. Mm. Tenderness? So forceful, and yet so pure. Oh. Sublime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyway, so yeah, that's how this documentary starts. Yes, yeah. and it goes like that for like twenty five fucking minutes. And I really can I take this opportunity to talk about the chickens? Oh yes, I I have a note about because yeah, I so, read about I read uh, this was part of my research was the chicken. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I have a lot of problems. Wait, with are you talking about too. listening to the chicken episode that we did? No, oh, okay. no, the experiment. <laughs> well, first off, he calls them capons and cockerels, and he doesn't like explain what that is. No, those he are does just not different styles of chickens, which we know from watching the chicken. Yeah, document. he says I that in, in like the late 1800s, a man did an experiment on chickens where he castrated them, and then later on put the balls in the abdomen and it worked to give their testosterone back. But also, do you know where balls of chickens are? No. No. They're in their abdomen. So you just, <gasps> put, you just them, put them back. Just put them back where they belong? Yeah. God damn it. That's, see. I was like, look, Googling like chicken dick and like, <laughs> <laughs> like what does it even look like? Your algorithm's all fucked up now. Yeah. <laughs> Also, that is so fucking unethical. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, ethics was not uh, around for the making of this documentary. It's banned in the UK, like, caponizing chickens. Is that the verb? Yeah. Does that mean putting balls back in them? No, taking them out. <sighs> but it's not banned in the United States. Of course. But um, sure. it's only, like, large chicken Places don't do this anymore. It's just like a hobbyist thing. What the fuck? A hobbyist yeah. does chicken there testicle are, surgery? There are YouTube videos. I didn't no, watch them. No, no. But no. Oh my god. But I read about how Were to you do tempted? it. Were you tempted? No, I can't handle that. Oh. Well, the weirdest part, I thought that while he's telling us about this very unethical, fucked up experiment, he is stroking and cradling a castrated chicken and in his chasing arms. chasing them. And I'm like, this is not a, like what it's a, a baby. professor does. I was like, where did you get that chicken? Is that yours? Is it someone else's? What? Is it's this so your funny. farm? I had a completely different take on this, which, like, the first... Because the introduction to this scene, this transition from the opera place, wherever the fuck that was, in Mumblesville... Um, Mumblesville, Italy. goes, oh, what a fall from grace. Oh, I love British documentaries and negative <laughs> accent. Oh, what a fall from grace. And then he's like, now I'm going to chasing chickens. 
And I, excuse me, sir, with all due respect, chasing chickens is part of many good Americans' daily lives, you classist son of a bitch. Is that those his chickens? Classist son of a bitch. Whose farm is that? I'm just saying that chasing chickens around for a living in order to get chickens in front of many people's dinner plates is a noble cause. I love chicken. I love to eat chicken. I know this is grossing you out. It doesn't gross me out. It's just highly unethical. Right. Well, free-range chickens are more no, delicious I'm than No, I'm sorry. The testicle surgery. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm just talking about, like, chasing chickens as far as, like, the activity of it and how he's like, oh, this is, like, the lowest of the low. Fuck you, sir. Well, I also, I was confused because, like, 20 minutes after this chicken scene, he talked about another experiment on animals and he was like, this is the weirdest experiment I've ever heard of. And then he just described a vasectomy. <laughs> he was like, they cut off the, like, pathway oh. to semen to see if, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. the testosterone would build up. Were you but, talking about dogs? Yeah. Okay, so this, are we talking about Charles Edwin Brown Sicard? Uh. Because this <laughs> is, uh, that was, like, the juice. Okay. This guy. Charles <laughs> Edwin Brown Sicard. Okay. Oh, this is the man who figured out that you should inject penis juice into yourself? Drink just, it. <laughs> just drink, drink it. Drink it! Well, no, he, he injected the into blood his... blood of testicular veins. Uh-huh. Semen. Mm-hmm. And juice extracted from testicle. No, no, no. Not extracted. Smashed no. testicle juice oh. from a guinea pig or a dog. They said extracted from testicle and then crushed immediately after. <laughs> okay. Which, like, this doesn't make sense. Really semantics and splitting hairs. <laughs> She's literally a scientist. I, I wrote it down. <laughs> She's literally a fucking scientist. They no, crushed but, testicles. But also it doesn't make sense. Why would you crush it after you took the juice? <laughs> like, you're just... I, I thought My it was like a mash. Is, like, a, like a mashed potato. How much so. juice does a guinea pig testicle really... I mean, how big could yeah. that be? Like, why just those two options? A dog or guinea... They had a lot of guinea pigs back then, Why not a horse? Aren't there... There's got to be enough horse testicles. I mean, back then you only rode horses. And they were supposed to be very virile. Sure. Right? Yeah. I don't know. They were too busy fucking Catherine the Great? What? She fucked horses. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I didn't make it up. No, you did. No, I did not. She did not fuck horses. Do you want me to type into my Google machine, no, Catherine no, the Great fucking horses? No, that's just a horrible rumor. This is going to be some weird porn hub. Okay, no thank you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this guy Ball injected juice. this fucking weird cocktail of sperm. Cocktail! Yes. Oh! <laughs> Damn. Damn, oh. penis juice. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, man. Way Ooh, to go. a cocktail made of the finest penis juice injected directly into your bloodstream. Imagine being the scientist known for, like, oh, what's that guy famous for? Well, he crushed <laughs> some balls and then injected them. Did or it work? Also, no. Like, <laughs> it didn't at all. Imagine just being a man back then and being like, I drank some semen and then got up in front of a crowd and told everyone yes. they should drink semen too. That's a great point. He was literally cum guzzling. <laughs> he was like, I feel so virile. And everyone was like, bullshit, dude. Bullshit. I think you're just gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, what, half of it was the shock that he even did it, and then half the shock is like, why did you come up with this idea? Like, why? why? Stop telling people you're drinking semen. I don't think you should be telling other people that. No. Um, also, I guess, like, they showed a picture of him and, like, a couple of his contemporaries, and it's like, did every single person 
in the 1890s have to have some kind of facial hair. I feel like they should yes, only yeah. have facial hair. Or mustaches. Very thick and beefy mustaches. Or tiny, thin, gross ones. <laughs> Little, like, Guy Fieri patches. Yeah. Ew. Some Three Musketeers shit. Which would not be able to grow if they did not go through puberty. Hormones. Yeah. Because this Guy Farinelli, they, the whole thing, like, being a castrato, the, the voice just didn't change. It was all, they didn't develop Adam's apples. Uh, the hairlines looked like lady hairlines, which, did you know that lady hairlines are straight across? I, I'd like to go ahead and challenge that, yeah. science. Uh, so you also, Chelsea, do not agree with this. I mean... Women can have widow's peaks. Yes. He was like, oh, it wasn't manly because only men have widow's peaks. I was like, what the fuck? Well, I think it's more than a widow's peak. I think not balding? Yeah. I think it's like more of like a... Some women bald. And some men don't bald. And some men don't bald. Yeah, it was just like a wild generalization. (laughs) It was weird. The fairer sex. Like, he's the kind of guy who says the fairer sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also it was like, these people that were castrated, were they the first technically gender fluid individuals? Hmm. No, they were, like, genderless. I mean, they were still men. So they were just, like, floating in the void between male or female? Uh, I'm not a a castration scientist, but I'm going to go ahead and guess there weren't, like... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You're not a castration scientist? I didn't lie to you. Jesus. I have a master's degree in castration science. It's like, do I even know you? who are you? (laughs) No. There there are, like, hundreds of thousands of castrata wandering around, so I think... Wait, no, there aren't. It was banned in 1903. I know I'm saying... Oh, in the day. It was a pretty... Even then, it was, like, a pretty specialized thing. Like, it was, like, only if you were definitely going to be, wanted to be a star, known for not having balls, question mark? I don't know. I would like everyone in the room to know that we have been talking about castration for 30 minutes. That's exactly oh, how man. long this documentary yeah. talks about it, so I think that's appropriate. Honestly, yeah. I took no notes on anything else. I'll be honest. Really? I took, like, five other notes. Oh, I got notes. Chelsea, what I wrote, very largely, a period of intense interest in the testicles. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was mainly uh, what they were interested in. Well, of course. Like, of fucking course, men thought testicles were the well to eternal youth. And the converse is they spent a, a bunch of 15 minutes talking about how they used to remove ovaries. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, 150,000 women got this stupid surgery that didn't even work well, for Well, because them. they thought or ovaries were the cause of extreme mental disorders like hysteria and nymphomania. I like, and also anorexia. <laughs> I like that that he framed it in the like context of like, he was like, but then they put the ovaries back in and they discovered ovaries can go anywhere. What a good discovery. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You solved a problem that you created, bruv. Like, what's up? <laughs> okay. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Because in this little, like, brief thing that we get into about, like, ophorectomy and, like, removing the organs and putting them back in, and then he has, John Wass has these organs, like, splayed out in front oh. of them. Did you handle organs a lot in any of your schooling? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. Um, actually, I did do one animal study in... Uh, undergrad when I was living in Paris we Ooh. put uh, materials into the skulls of rats and then we took them out yeah. <laughs> it was pretty gross what? 
<laughs> materials. What the fuck is materials? So we were trying to make <coughs> bone healing materials. So Oh, I see. Yeah. So, like, normally if you break your bone, you put in, like, a titanium plate oh, or something. yeah. I thought you were just putting pennies in skulls. So I was like, yeah. what the fuck materials? <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit of linen. Just rattling them around. Cotton balls. <laughs> but that was when I knew that I didn't want to work with mammals. Yeah. Like, and this is gross. Yeah, and I wanted to get away from, like, bio materials, but then I just ended up into bacteria stuff (laughs) sure a bit simpler than humans and okay so also uh question for chelsea that i forgot to ask at the jump because there's a lot of this like at the very beginning of the documentary in the middle of it like at the end there's a lot of shots of scientists looking at test tubes of liquid in it i hate that i hate that so much i'm like you're not doing anything That was going to be my question is, like, what is actually happening when they're doing that? Take two Falcon tubes and put them back and forth (laughs) into each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So nothing's happening when we see that in movies. No. It's like the ultimate science stock footage. Yeah, just, like, take some water, dye it a color, and look at it up against the light. (laughs) Chelsea throwing the lid off of this whole fucking sham in the movie industry. Just so you know, every time you see someone doing that, they're doing absolutely nothing. Like, there's nothing good that can come of looking at a liquid in the light. Yeah. Like, nothing. You you don't, you can look at it, you don't have to hold it. No. (laughs) It doesn't need to be against the window. (laughs) (laughs) Movie magic. Yeah. Okay. But also, were those sheep thyroids? Back to the organs on Mm -hmm. the... And what was the point of that demo? (laughs) (laughs) And it looked like just chicken cutlets, and he was just, like, touching them. Yeah, he was literally yeah. slicing an organ in half for a bunch of it. <sighs> Remember? He yeah. had, like, one, he, he was, like, poking it with his finger to, like, squeeze it, and then he, like, sliced it with a tiny little knife. I just... I'm it's no- like an educational demo, but we learned nothing from <laughs> it. Taking <laughs> the same ten seconds over and over, yeah. and just, like, slicing it. Like- well, I guess that goes to this whole thing that we just talked about. Like, it's just for the, the, the B-roll, so, yeah. for the VO to roll over. Mm-hmm. I think the whole whole documentary was B-roll. <laughs> I totally agree with you. This whole documentary was B-roll. Isn't it, it's hard sometimes when a lot of the things that they're talking about happened in like the 17, 18, 1900s. No, it isn't. We've watched plenty of historical documentaries that we loved. That, with reenactments? Yeah. Or, you know, paintings? Well, there were, there were paintings. Did they film in his house? I think we went into almost every room except yeah. for the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was in his house. Weird. It was it in his Oxford office. There's one scene in his yeah. office. There was a bunch but. in his own home. He seemed very at ease, and I believe in one scene there was a photograph in the background. I was like, "Is that him?" <laughs> he had like this antique secretary desk. Yeah, the oh, antique man. desk. Exactly. He was in his own house. Right. That's probably why he had those greeting cards on hand. The thank you card. Yeah, yeah I was like, thank you, doctor, for being the best doctor <laughs> in the whole wide and world. And he's like, whatever, I didn't do shit. Fuck you, anyway. Did you guys notice the stock footage of Cambridge was only white men? No. Yeah. No women. No people. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I was like, wow, way to portray Cambridge in the worst possible light. Uh, okay, really quick, before we get into the other main topic of this documentary that at least the main topic for me I do want to say that when British or Australian people pronounce estrogen it makes me estrogen. it makes me really estrogen. good estrogen estrogen she had a lot of estrogen diabetes Di- okay that's that is the next big topic <laughs> diabetes. Di- diabetes the British 
Where's Wilford Brimley? Somebody get me Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Wait. Wilford Brimley, you're being called to sit. Here's my, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Who, how do you think they figured out that diabetes urine tastes sweet? Thank you. He makes a point. He was like, well, the urine of people who had diabetes tasted oddly sweet. And I was like, tell me how you figured that out. Okay, well, it's not It's not John Wallace's Somebody fault. had to drink it. Okay. It, the, 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 I, somebody yeah. had to drink they it. I, I know. I, do you know the person? Um, I wrote it. I don't know. Thomas Willis. Okay. Thomas Willis. He came up with the name diabetes, diabetes, and I'm saying diabetes, (laughs) diabetes mellitus. But that doesn't mean he drank the piss. But mellitus means sweet, like honey-like. Oh. Yes, but who drank the piss? Thomas Willis. No, I think it was Because he named it this. He made it, he, he coined this phrase. Don't you think it was his, yeah. one of his lab people, and he was like, taste that. And they were like, no. And he was like, fucking taste it. Well, back in the day, chemists would taste things. Everything. <gasps> which is like, I mean, we know better now not to do that. But they would describe, like, if you read really old papers, they'll be uh. like, this tastes, like, acidic or basic. That's how they would determine, like, the pH was by taste. No, no, that's not a good system. Yeah. Oh my god, how long did that last? Uh, I don't know. Too long, I bet. Yeah. I mean, there's still people who, like, have mouth pipetted in their lifetime. Is that what it's called? Uh, so, like, pipetting. Yeah, we like have instruments thing. that will suck up mm-hmm. liquid, but <coughs> before that, people would use their mouths for suction. Sure. That is disgusting. We're yep. still doing that, I think. Ew! Like it's like when no. you get like a siphon oh, going yeah. to like <laughs> when you like are siphoning oh. gas out of another vehicle and you have yeah. to like get the oh, get it yeah. going. Not that I've done that or <laughs> anything. In high school, we had to dissect a lung, which was really fucking weird. A like human a- lung. Yes, story. My high school got human lungs. I don't know where you went to school in Britain. No, no human lungs. I think it was a sheep's lung, and we like. Had to blow in it, you know, like, we had a tube, we could blow in it and inflate it, it was like a demonstration, and my friend went to blow in it and accidentally sucked back <gasps> in, back blow, <laughs> and, like, and he immediately vomited right in his face, like, oh, yeah, gosh. it was fucking hilarious, I was like, wow, and that's it for my science career. No, 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 no. Yeah, like, for gross, 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 Anyway. Well, this guy drank piss, so I think that's <laughs> fucking grosser, okay? <laughs> yeah. Also, like, this is dumb, but, like, is that where the scent sweet pea came from at no. Bath and Body Works? No. No. No, is sweet pea is an actual thing. I know. I know. <laughs> Maybe they should just call it the diabetes flower. But oh, also, no. <laughs> in, the, in the documentary, they're like, and this is why it's called di- diabetes. But why is it called diet? Okay, I think I wrote sweet? it down. Well, no, it's called it's it's like a a portmanteau. No, it's not a portmanteau. <laughs> Sorry, what are what are those noises you're making? A portmanteau is is like when you combine two words together. Oh, I see, I see. Um, oh. I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't think of one right now. Like a a stairmaster. Okay. What was the first thing I thought of? <laughs> That's not a poor manteau. That's just like no, a funny that's name. Just a, that's a machine. Oh my god, can you think of... Wait. Okay, let's go to the old Google machine. No, it's okay. We don't well, have no, to go down this hole. But now people aren't going to believe me. What? A uh, motel. A motel. A motor hotel. Oh, is, is that what a hotel is? Yes. 
Portmanteau. Oh, is that why motels suck so much? <coughs> yep. Wow. Diabetes. Um, it's a it's Latin for uh, uh, to to pull through. Okay. Like to, oh, like it to filters, go through. right? Like yeah. yeah, like filter. Okay. Because what happens with diabetes, which like it's amazing to me how little and and also a lot I know about diabetes. Um, because when at one point in time I did save somebody's life because uh, she was going into diabetic shock. What? Wow. Legitimately, this girl that I she was my co counselor in the cabin that I uh, was the counselor at at my camp, and she was always kind of a little weird. And she had type 2 diabetes and wore a pump. That's not why she was weird. She was just weird because she was weird. But she also had diabetes. And I really didn't know anything about diabetes. And she came home once. I would always just see her, like, downing sugar packets, which I was like, is that science? I don't really understand what's happening. And one time I came back from time off, and she was, like, slumped underneath a sink. She should should not have been eating those sugar packets. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. She was probably a fucking idiot. And she was just like, you have to go get a counselor. And I go and I alert the counselor. I sprint back. She was, like, unconscious. I was, like, slapping her across the face. I got a bunch of sugar, and I was, like, pouring it into her mouth and, like, trying to make her swallow it. And finally they came and, like, gave her a fucking shot or whatever and took her to the hospital. Yeah, um, and I saved her life. If I was not there, she probably would have gone into diabetic shock. That's attack. scary. Yeah, very scary. But again, I didn't know what fucking diabetes was. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that it meant that, like, you peed out sugar and you didn't retain well, sugar. Well, again, somebody who has to figure that out, that's a weird thing to know about. Like, I know plenty about diabetes. I didn't know that its urine tasted sweet because that's not important or information for me to know. Or that people smelled like acetone. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> not important information for me to know. If I'm in a situation where I have to save someone with diabetes, I'm not going to be like, let me taste your pee! <laughs> or like, let me get really close to you so I can smell you to see if you smell like nail polish remover. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a piece of info I need, you know? Do you know anybody that smells like acetone? No. <laughs> I know people with diabetes, but Do, I, I think it has to be really weird. bad yeah. for that to happen. That you're like, you're... Your hormones are raging so hard that you're like secreting the smell of acetone? Mm, that's how I am on Sundays. <laughs> when I wake up, I'm really hungry. Oh, that's the alcohol girl. Yeah. But the other thing that I didn't know is that insulin is a hormone. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I guess I don't know anything about the endocrine system is what I learned. Mm. I feel like a lot of people don't know yeah. much. I don't know that much. <laughs> I have an endocrine disease. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know anything. I thought of you the whole time. Aww, I don't know anything about the pituitary gland and how yeah. it has like a little cradle in the brain. I was like, that's so yeah, cute. Yeah, that's cool. It's so adorable. I didn't know my adrenal glands were on my kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> but I also didn't know where my liver was until Frank Underwood got shot in the... Excuse me? Uh, what? In House of Cards? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't watch House of Cards. Wait, so the main character who got shall now be named... the liver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know who he is, but we won't say his real name. No. So in the show, he gets shot in the liver, which is where on the human body? Like here, upper, (laughs) upper right. This is not a visual (laughs) medium. Yeah, upper right what? Of your like, sort of like in your chest cavity. Chelsea, you're a scientist. Come on, in your chest cavity. Yeah, your right or my right? My right. Okay. (laughs) It's like above your appendix. Yeah. Okay. I believe it. Maybe a little bit higher than your appendix. Your appendix is kind of low. I don't yeah. fucking know. All I know is from where I see Nate's Anatomy. scar from when he got his appendix removed. Anyway, um, while we're on the subject of the pituitary gland. Sure. The um, brain cradle. <laughs> oh, wait. I want to say one more thing about the diabetes thing before I move on. What about diabetes? 
Uh, why did they have to show us a full minute of people's mouths eating donuts? Really, <laughs> yeah. really close up. <laughs> Just 60 seconds of lips wrapped around the same donut. I was like, fucking what? You think the budget was so low, BBC was like, you get one donut. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you six of the same donut, and you've got an hour to make this work. In slow-mo. In slow-mo. In slow-mo. Just like, I like lips on a donut. Oh, Fuck that. So much slow-mo. Up close eating is gross as shit. Yeah. I have another thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know the part where he describes, like, the experiment that that one guy described or did to determine what insulin was? Uh-huh. Or, um, How to tie it off. And he had it thing. written on the chalkboard. Yes. And he, like, reads it to us and then he's like, you have to be a doctor to know what that means. It's like, Fuck you, man. Yeah. Why'd you even tell me then? I'm not a fucking doctor, so... Tell us. He doesn't even tell us. <laughs> no, you're not gonna show what it means? Too late. He just moves on. Yeah. Who are you dumb dumbs down here that don't know what it is? I'm well, a doctor. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that was gonna be another question I had for you, was they kept flashing uh, molecular structures. I knew you would ask this. You did know I was gonna yeah. ask Yeah. <laughs> Am I that predictable? Well, from that one time you, like... Texted me a picture of a molecule you found at a bar. Oh, <laughs> what is this? Then oh, the answer is yes, Dory. You are that predictable. Oh, no. I don't even remember doing that. Oh, Chelsea, I'm so sorry. I drew them. Uh, what the fuck? You really drew them? Yeah. Boom, baby. We should post that. Chelsea Catania <laughs> does her homework. I worked in a chemistry lab, though I'm not a chemist, but I got pretty good at drawing hexagons. Sure. <laughs> As one does, right? Yeah. So what are they? So the first one was adrenaline. Cute. The second one was testosterone. And then the third one was harder for me to find, I asked my roommate, mm. is the thyrotropin releasing hormone, which is part of the thyroid. Huh. So that last one probably is the one that I should be concerned with because I have Graves' disease and so my whatever the fuck that is yeah, <laughs> sure. was all Maybe. funky monkey. Funky, chunky monkey. Mm-hmm. What's sort of interesting is, like, hormones don't have a theme to their molecular structure. Like... A theme? Like, they're not similar oh. in structure. And, like, insulin is a protein. Like, it's a it's composed of lots of peptides. Yeah. Um, and so, like... And then you have steroids, which are, uh, like, four carbon rings. And then this thing, which isn't that... <laughs> Which is an amine? Am- amine? I mean, that's just like a part of it. It's pronounced anime. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, it, is, it is anime, but like with the evidence squared. Amine? Amine? Sonnets, y'all! That means, that means that's right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you for doing that. You yeah. didn't have to actually we're do that, post but you, this. I knew you were going to ask. I know, I'm going to take a picture of this yeah. and like post it. Yeah. Uh, okay, also one last thing about Frederick Banting, who was who found the cure for diabetes and isolated insulin as the hormone and yada, yada, yada. He was an awful speller, and that's why we have the pronunciation diabetes with a U.S., because this man did not know how to spell. I don't know if I'm comfortable with a man who doesn't know how to spell doing surgery. Well, he wasn't a very good... 
Like, he wasn't very good at his job, <laughs> right? It seemed like it. He, he was he like was a ha- failing doctor. He was a fuck-up. It was also kind of weird to hear, because this guy was, like, in debt, and you always just kind of assume that doctors from the dawn of existence of doctors were always very well-off people. There were not doctors at the dawn of existence. I have news for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> doctors are relatively modern phenomenon. Excuse me? <laughs> what? I have bad news From for the you. dawn of existence, brackets of doctors. Brackets, <laughs> 1900. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, do you know, well, do you know doctors who have a lot, I mean, nowadays it's kind of more common for them to at least have debt at the jump until they get, like, a practice going and establish themselves in their career, but do you know of any doctors that are just, like, flat broke? Yes, all doctors who work in a hospital. What? What do you mean? Is that true? Yes. What do you I mean? don't know that. I don't know either. Okay. <laughs> Uh, not all doctors make a lot of money. If, if you go yeah. into, like, an ER specialty or, like, something like a public hospital, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to make that much they money. They get sued a lot. Yeah, mm. sure. So. Yeah, if you kill people. So it's like, you know. If you're not in private practice, I think you don't make yeah. as much money as you think. Well, it's like that stereotype of, like, oh, he's a doctor. Oh, he's a doctor, though. Sure. So that's not necessarily, like, no, it depends good what kind news of all the time. Is, yeah. yeah. Get a PhD. <laughs> Yeah, if he's that, if he has a PhD in something, yeah, who knows? And I got paid to go to grad school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but let's let's go back to what we were talking about: the pituitary gland, and we're going to talk about a bunch of freaky shit. Oh, yeah. It's cute. It's shit like a bean that sits in a little cave. It's a little baked bean that sits in this little skull cave. But for people whose pituitary glands are like little monsters and they like break out of their little baby cave in your skull then you end up tumor you end up with agromegalic gigantism agromelia agromalogy syndrome i'm saying this wrong acromegaly acromegaly i don't know (laughs) chelsea all right acromegalic yeah, acromegalic, thank you. Gigantism. Those are the, this is uh, the people who, who is like Andre the Giant. Yeah, Lurch Syndrome. Lurch Syndrome. That's what I call it. HGH. Human H- growth hormone? Yeah, right? That's what happens. They got too much of it. No. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. What? When oh, but not, like, but not synthetic HGH. No, no real, because the real. tumor would, like... There was a tumor on the back of the gland, and it stopped it from shutting off. Yeah. Because, like, when so I think of... Every, like, we have human growth hormone. It That's just how, stops like, after a while. Muscles get bigger. Right. And, yeah. But, like, you know, HGH is as it pertains to, like, uh, meat that we consume. Right? What? Isn't that... Wasn't that a concern about animals? Oh, yeah. Because Hormones in general to make the animal get fatter, yeah. I thought that was HGH. Am I wrong? No, you... I don't know if it's HGH. Because that's human growth hormone. Yeah. They probably have other growth growth hormones. That shit is also, like, why the, like, abortion debate blah, 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 right? Because, like, (laughs) fetuses have human growth hormones? I don't know. Okay. Cool. This is a really good... Wow. What an informed discussion. (laughs) (laughs) That sucked. I don't know. Um, so yeah, this guy named Chris Greener, who they got, he was at one point in time the tallest man in the world. He got named that it's seven feet five inches, but he actually still grew to five, uh, seven feet six inches until he was given some sort of treatment by Dr. John Wass. Do we have any stats on his dick? What's up? I'm so curious. Okay, like, do you <laughs> want? Me, do you really want me to Google this right now? Well, that's up to you. I don't give a fuck what you do. It's your computer. <laughs> okay, Chris. 
greener. I'm just curious, like, penis does size. the dick keep going, or is this like a steroid situation where the balls shrivel up and the dick doesn't keep growing? You know what I mean? Uh, like steroids make you like ripped, but like shrivel your balls. I'm not seeing anything coming up about penis size. Sure. Well, just maybe uh. maybe just gigantism. <laughs> Dick I, size? I'm going to say if everything else is growing to an extreme degree, I would not be surprised if he had like a 10 inch dick. Would you? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Like a comical porn shop dick. Like that that length of dick. Yeah. Were you in aftercare? In no. elementary school. <laughs> what? Why did you ask that? <laughs> did you I need just, more schooling? No, I, I know what remember. you mean, but not everybody knows what after aftercare. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. That or sounds like special. special. <laughs> <laughs> I went to aftercare. I just well. By the way, Chelsea and I were both in the gifted program at school. Thank you very yeah. much. Wait, what is aftercare? It's just like when your parents work and they can't pick you up, so you're left at school. Lashkey club. But I remember one of the, like, aftercare people who watched us, she was, like, studying for vet school and had a book on gigantism and, or, like, elephantitis or something that was, like, similar. But there's a picture of a man, and he has three legs, and I'm like, one of those is not a leg. But I was the only kid to, like, (laughs) understand that. How big was his dick? It was a leg-sized dick. Leg-sized dick! How old were you at this time? This was, like, fourth grade. So maybe it wasn't leg-sized. Tight. No, I think if Chelsea confused it with an actual appendage. Did it have, like, a a knee? And, like, also... (laughs) No, it was just straight. A joint? joint? Yeah. (laughs) Was it it just a floppy, like, dick? Or was it a hard dick? I mean, let's let's fucking hope for the hopes of this book that it was a floppy dick. This was, like, scarred to my memory. No, I hope it was a hard dick, because if that's floppy, imagine how big it gets when it's hard. Oh, that's terrifying. Right? Oh. That will rip you in half. Jesus. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> we can move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, they... they <laughs> that was such a good horrifying <laughs> They move on from Chris Greener, 10-inch dick man, to the Prater in Vienna, mm-hmm. uh, the birthplace of half of your family's lineage. Although they didn't really make the connection. He just, like, wandered around like a fun house. He was like, this is the Prater. It's the biggest, like, the oldest theme park in the world. Which, by the way, they got wrong. The oldest active yeah, theme park in the world yeah. is Bakker in Denmark, which was around in, like, the 1500s. I agree that it is not the oldest. I was like, yeah. I've never heard that statistic. And he was just, like, wandering around a fun house and didn't connect what the Prater had to do with this guy. It, he yeah. he just did experiments in Vienna, but it had nothing no, 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 no. to do with there the funhouse. There was a laboratory was a lab. in, the the- yeah. in the circus. It's like the freak show. <sighs> like, it was, like, in the underneath the funhouse, like, in the actual circus tent, in the basement. I don't know about that, and his language was a little bit, like, All maybe I have to say, nearby. Like, you know when they're starting off with B-roll of a circus that nothing good can come up. It's just like, okay, picture a circus. Yeah. There's no basement of a circus. I think it was just nearby. No, no, no. They said it was it was it, it was a laboratory at the amusement park. It was called the Vivarium, and it is made out of nightmares. Yeah, I just think it's nearby. I don't think it's at the circus. I think it's next door. He's just wandering around a funhouse mirror saying Vivarium. That Chelsea, means nothing. You need to be the deciding vote. No, what why don't you just look it up? I'm not gonna look it up. I will look it up. Lab in an amusement park. 
Yeah, that's not a thing. But I don't, yeah. Oh, you're, okay, so you're, you're asking about the legitimacy of it, not whether or not he said it. Yeah, I'm asking if it truly was at, like. Okay, so I'm Googling the vibe. This was when the vasectomy stuff came up. Was the hope for eternal youth. Yeah, okay, you're so right. This is when he was like, he was like, a man in a theme park did the weirdest experiment ever. It was just the sick Okay, here is a jstore.org article, and from the MIT Press, no less, and I quote, Vivarium, colon, experimental quantitative and theoretical biology at Vienna's Biolischk Veronoschk. How do you say this, Christina? Where? Right here. Biologische Versuchtanstalt. That is not a circus. Okay? That's a that research. That sounds like a circus for no, me. No, that's a research facility. It's a biological institute. It's not the fucking circus. That's what I'm saying. Is he's literally looking at himself in Funhouse and he was like, woo! Experiments! Yeah. But it was just like vasectomies at a hospital next door. You know? Yeah. He was sensationalizing it. I'm searching for, like, amusement and park. He and didn't portray science very well. No. 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 <sighs> Don't talk about vasectomies in a fun house. That's fucking weird, this man. This will count against him when we do our assessment. And, and you know what is even the last note I wrote on this whole thing yep. was, Don't say tummy. <laughs> yeah, you're a scientist. Don't say tummy. <clears throat> he said tummy a lot. He did say tummy a lot. It's like he put the balls in his tummy. I was like, fucking yuck. That's so, ugh. Yeah. There are a lot of queasy things <laughs> about <Look>. this. <laughs> it was a queasy documentary. It is about that time that we wrap it up. We didn't talk about leptin at all. That was a thing I learned. Thing. Yeah. 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 It's just like, I didn't really have a lot to say about leptin. All I know is that the woman who was treating people for this was definitely obese herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was surprised that I'd never heard of it before, and I think it would be a big deal if this Seems was like, like a some cure. contested stuff, yeah. 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 I think there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and it's not just a hormone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like your microbiome. Right? Hey. <laughs> listen, Chelsea. You, you have us. the wherewithal. Yeah. Get it, get it, get on it. What else do you have to do? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you're like, you're coming through poop. Or you were coming through poop. Stirring shit up. You were stirring oh, poop. Oh, nice. That, and that's not even a joke, right? Like, your most recent project, right, about microbiomes had to do with stool. Yeah. She was literally stirring shit up. Yeah, I put it in a bioreactor. Oh. And then what happened? Uh, some current was produced. Looking at electricity. Wait, wait, wait. Poop. Isn't that remember the toilet documentary that no. we did where they were trying to uh, use poop to uh, generate electricity? Yes, oh, yeah. actually, I do remember that. That was ha- oh my god. I wish I was there for that one. Okay, go, for all everyone listening, <laughs> but I'm glad I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch uh, the toilet colon and unspoken history. Uh, and you'll learn about some of the things. It's it's related. You should watch it, Chelsea. I did. Oh, you did watch yeah. it. Yeah. And you went, oh, right, we talked yeah. about this. Oh, I'm sorry, my memory is, like, uh, poopy. No pun intended. Ah! <laughs> um, so, yeah, super fun stuff that Chelsea is doing. But let's get back to Talking Heads, our assessment of the Talking Heads in this documentary. There was only one. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there were three women. There were definitely uh, three women, the obese doctor specialist. I have Sadaf no memory Faroki. of that. 
Sadaka Rose. She was the obese uh, doctor specialist. Oh, wait, yeah, okay. There was Dr. Susie Lishman, who should yeah. not be a British person. She should be that annoying woman who's, like, too involved in my temple and is, like, nagging people about, like, the temple cookbook. This is the guy? Yeah, this is her. This is Susie Lishman. <laughs> what, can, what is she? Who is she? What does she even do? This is the third one. Uh, yeah, they never told us what she did. Uh, do, the one who was actually featured the most was Dr. Saffron Whitehead. Oh, yeah. That's a name. And yeah, she sounds. It she sounds like one? it's like a misguided drag name. They were all British. Okay. Yeah. Well, that speaks to how much I took in. That's <laughs> why so I had to pause it so many times. I this. Yeah, it was a slog. It yeah, and I think as far as these talking heads are concerned, it was definitely the Doctor Professor John Wash show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember there being any talking heads. That's how much he was on the screen. Well, Doctor Saffron Whitehead, she's just a very dry British woman. She talked like this. And yeah, like, her I remember. She just yeah. really didn't open her mouth quite a bit. It was a little hard to understand. <laughs> I'm good. getting better. That was great. Oh my yeah. god, Christina said it was good. Don't take advantage of it. Ooh, I will. Don't. <laughs> I will. Don't. Okay, I'll I just guess, talk I guess like Dr. Saffron Whitehead from now on. I guess she was my favorite. Sweetie darling. She's I'm the just only like Abfab. <laughs> Saffron Whitehead. She was the third member of Abfab. What a name. So, yeah, I think they were just sort of. I mean, Dr. Susie Lishman was there for like a blow. A second. I don't, so, I don't Was she the one with the brain? Yes. She was yeah. one talking about the little baked bean. Like, look at this. And points to, like, a little tiny thing. Yeah. It's a little bean of the gland. That yeah, they it. made no impact on me. Yeah. But also they got Chris Greener, tallest man in the world, living. Was that a talking head? I think um, that was an interview. I consider him a talking I mean, he's an expert in that, like, he himself was the experiment. Sure. Okay. That's fair. I didn't like that he described that he had 200 growth hormones. Hormones. Hormones? Hormones. I can't talk. (laughs) 200 Hermione's? But, like, normal people have 15. Like, what units are you using? Yeah, per what? Yeah. What, like, a yeah, what measurement is that exactly? I don't know. Maybe not an expert. So, (laughs) they were, like, in consensus, they were fine. It was mostly... It was mostly the Jaw White show. Because he played double the role of Talking Head and narrator. This is like the second time that this has happened where uh, the the first time was that guy who was the doctor for the plants documentary that mm-hmm. we watched, What Blood Plants Talk About. And he was both like the main talking head and the narrator for the documentary. I want to call that narrator plus. <laughs> we'll have a whole new you category may. for that. Yes, That's I a agree. new category of narrator. Narrator plus. Narrator plus. Narrator plus. Yeah. Umla, with the umla. Narrator plus. With the umla. Oh, Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. But I'm so much more. Do you like my German accent, oh. or is it offensive? Oh. Is it okay? I don't know about offensive. That's I well. If you're not offended, and you're Viennese. Mm. I don't, I don't know if I can speak for the whole people. I though. think you can. Okay. Viennese <laughs> <laughs> on my. <laughs> so anyway, as the narrator. I think he was, like, fine. There, He had a lot of awkward pauses. Like, he was clearly reading off a teleprompter. But also, like, I think they could have probably edited around that. You know, did y'all catch that at all? It seemed yeah. like they slapped this together fast. Yeah. Which is why they use the same His house. So many times. And him we'll chopping one that. pancreas. Well, yeah. That's, that's in the next category. I mean, it was fine. Perfectly middle of the road. Perfectly middle of the road. But you're talking about using the same graphic. That would be uh, directing choices. Yeah. Who's the director, please? Can we move director, to the Director, please. His name is James Sandy, who was described 
by John Wass as a good 5'9". Oh, that's right. He was oh. in the movie. I forgot. Oh, that's creepy. I forgot he was next to the gigantism guy. Well, I don't think it was creepy yeah. so much as it was sort of like... Mean as fuck? Like backhanded. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. A good 5'9". Like, Almost you, average. Yeah, like nothing about being 5'9 is good. He's just like a good 5'9". Slightly below average. Mm. Yeah. And they had him standing next to... Chris Greener, the you know. The seven foot six guy, yeah. yeah. Ooh, poor guy. Mean, <laughs> mean Girls made this movie. Before I give you his credentials, how did we feel about the directing? Nothing. No feelings. Yeah, no. Not Zero. great. Zero feelings. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I thought there were quite a lot of slow fade to black moments, which I guess is... It was for commercials. It was for commercials, but they, they are other ways to tease up a commercial, I guess. Oh, yeah. At one of the commercial breaks, it was like, I had a huge tumor on my pituitary gland. <laughs> Fade to black. I was like, whoa, that's a choice. And then they just came back to him, like, next to a chalkboard. And it's yes. like, oh. Okay. What the fuck? Okay. But also, I think, whoever's listening can correct me if I'm wrong and send me an email at docunope, no hyphen, at gmail.com. But I think when you are putting uh, movies or, or TV shows onto streaming networks, you do have an opportunity to recut it. No, they don't do that. There's so many Xive TV specials, like, they're never oh, recutting no, no. everything. I'm just saying, in general. Yes, but that doesn't happen. You know it doesn't happen. I think it would be wise. I think it would be wise. You could start a service. Yeah, you should do that. I think so. But yeah, I agree. I agree with Chelsea that they kept showing the same graphic of, like, blue and orange light originating from glands and then, like, spreading all over the body. I like that. And the bloodstream. <laughs> Neil likes that a lot. Just the same graphic the over same and over graphic. again. Yeah, he loved that graphic. He was like, ooh, <laughs> I want that. I do like that, like, orange was for ladies and blue was for men. And it no, wasn't it was pink. by system. Oh, it was by system? Yeah, it was like orange was like adrenaline and blue was like some other fucking shit. Uh, yeah, it was by type of I don't know what it was. Hormone. Huh. Okay. Right? No, I believe I wasn't you. paying attention, okay. I guess. Right. <laughs> I'm the scientist now. Knowing all this and seeing this movie, would it surprise you to know that not only did he produce and direct this, but this is the only movie that he has directed? Not, yeah. <laughs> not surprised. No, I am not surprised at all. Was he, like, in his lab? Like, did he get a grad uh, student to do this? No, he, he is a... He's usually in, on the production team. He's, like, either APing or, like, producing, but he's never yeah. directed. Okay. Um, and he really only has credit starting in 2009, so he's pretty new to this whole thing. He's only... Re- and this was, again, made in 2014, so he would have only been doing it for, like, five years at this point. Working in the industry, I mean, like, as a credited professional. Well, and he's only... see about it, so good for you, bro. Yeah. He's only 5'9". Again, like, he's doing a <laughs> lot. Up. He's doing a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. He's doing the most. I know. If I, I I know met plenty of men who are like five six and below. So I'm five nine. There you go. I guess he's pretty tall then, because you're pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So music. Nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. What, what I didn't was even there? Yeah. I <laughs> was don't it like know. the eunuch? If there was no music and you told me this had oh, zero music, oh, the choir music boys. In it. That that's when I had to pause I didn't and care stop for watching. I didn't care for choir boys. Yeah. Were the like, choir boys? I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> Not a fan. I guess, yeah, they're only used for, they're like, you know, like, me to sleep. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. I only do that 
I don't. I forgot what I think is Beethoven or maybe it's Mozart, where it's like that intense sort of like demonic uh, orchestra com- composition. You don't see it, but I'm crossing my <laughs> arms in front of my chest a lot in as if least, I'm conducting. The least helpful man. I'm conducting. There were no clues. Literally, the clues were <laughs> Beethoven or Mozart or something, and it's a big buildup. <laughs> Fucking god. I'm trying to two con- of the most famous composers of all time. I feel like there's a buildup in the middle. Sure. You know, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, no. Like the fight scene. Yeah. Okay, that's the music from The Omen, first of all. <laughs> what? You guys. You guys. Anyway, I found the music very sleepy. The com- <laughs> Oh, Neil, me and Neil watched this last night, a little bit drunk, and he was Sweet. like, I'll watch it with you, asleep 10 minutes in. He was out. Okay. Yeah, like, let's just fast forward. Let's go to the sleepy. Let's just go to the snooze Because it was maximum, maximum. Maximo. Yeah. yeah. I felt Chelsea. Sleepy. I agree. I watched it 2.3 times because, <laughs> <laughs> because of it. Yeah. And it's only 57 minutes. And yeah. at one point I was like, oh, thank God this is almost over. And I paused it and it was 23 minutes <laughs> in. And I was like, fuck. God. So the reason why I don't know a lot about Lectin and that whole thing is because the longest I made it through this documentary for I watched this documentary so many times and the longest I made it through was like ten minutes before it ended. Uh, and they put like the most complicated stuff last. <laughs> I watched a full film after this and didn't fall asleep once. I was supposed to meet up with my RuPaul's Drag Race Fantasy League, the Rhinestoners, to watch the most recent episode, and I was like, yeah, I'll get to the bar early, like, it's cool, I don't have anything to do except for watch this documentary, and I fell asleep at the end of it, and then I woke up, and I was, like, late getting to the bar, because it knocked me out that effectively. This is easily the sleepiest one we've done. Oh, it's so, so sleepy. But also, like, conducive for nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) There are circus freaks. Yeah. There's uh, chickens. There are boys a singing. Lot of boys singing. Why do boys singing? I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> oh, did something happen? No. <laughs> I think it's okay that she doesn't have an affinity for boys singing. Like, yeah. that's fine. You, you go ahead yourself. and uh, have that affinity. <laughs> but what, <laughs> what it interests you to know no. that the composer, Fayaz Virgie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, played trombone. The, his only acting credit, like on-screen acting credit, was he played trombone in a movie called Me and Orson Welles starring Zac Efron and Claire Danes. What are huh. all of those things you just said? Uh, like, uh, has anyone heard of this movie, Me what and Orson Welles? What are you Wells? talking about? It's a movie that came out. Oh, I don't. This is like you pulled a bunch of words out of a bowl like Mad Libs, and you were like, he's in a movie with Zac Efron and Claire Danes, and he plays the trumpet, guys, and this... his name is Zaif. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> the composer for this documentary, the name is F-A-Y-Y-A-Z space V-I-R-J-I. Oh, F A. Y-Y, double Y. Fayaz, Vergis. Virgie. Virgie? What? I don't know, but Me and Orson Welles came out in 2008. What? It's a comedy drama, a dramedy, and it stars Zac Efron and Claire Danes, that's all I know. And this guy played trombone in the movie and has a credit, an acting credit. I don't like Mm -hmm. any of those facts. (laughs) I hate all of that. I wish I'd, I'm going to forget this the second we stop recording this. Um, 
Okay, so uh, the budget quality, we can all agree, was pretty high. It was, it was very it, high. BBC. Surprisingly high. BBC, X, XI. Well, BBC didn't maybe produce it. They probably just bought it afterwards. Right? Sure. I mean, it was it, it aired Good on BBC. Good enough to be BBC, yeah. Good enough for BBC. Would you agree, Chelsea? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Chelsea can fuck. Like, I don't know. Uh, here's an important one, especially for Chelsea. Did we learn anything? I learned the most from Googling the things that he wouldn't tell me. Yikes. <laughs> that he refused to tell us. He yeah. was a tantalizer scientifically. He yeah. was like, this is very important to understand. And then cut to commercial. We didn't like, even talk about, was- what, mixedema and... Uh, Mix, mixedema. Cretinism? Cretinism? Yes. Which you're just like... Yeah, cretinism was just like you're swollen a lot. <laughs> They're just like... Fancy words for saying you have severe hypothyroid Pretty much. Problems. Yeah. I wasn't listening to that part because Neil just kept screaming Nicodemus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Nicodemus, Nicodemus! Oh my god, the secret of Nim! I know, such a crazy, uh, unethical movie that should never have been made, but I love it. That's the theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. On ethics. Yeah. Is that a department? There's a department ethics. of ethics. And oh. can, on ethics? On ethics. Non-ethics? In ethics. And it's just called the human race. Wow. Mm. Burn. So, yes, I agree. I learned a lot, but retaining is another question. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I don't know. Okay, we're getting sleepy just talking about it. I know, this. it's <laughs> such a sleepy fucking documentary, dude. It's unbelievable. Okay, so final thoughts and recommendations sleepy. for the fantastical world of hormones it's with Professor John Walls. It's not Yeah. But... Strong recommend for a nap. But hormones are interesting. Sure. Yeah, Google the stuff he talks yeah, about. just Google after it. After your nap. There are, like, way more interesting hormones than mm-hmm. the ones he talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I really wanted to know about pheromones, and he didn't know about I, that. I was, I I was like anything so surprised about he didn't talk women. about any sex stuff yeah. or anything about women. It was yeah. heavily a male skewed It's all about the testes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so much ball talk. Men like their balls. Which is interesting because it's like, I think a lot of men, because this is a very like male-centric documentary, would be drawn to it, but then all the talk of crushing and smushing and yeah, injecting. Yeah, didn't like that at all. And sperm yeah. blood and yeah. like, <laughs> that's my metal band. Mm-hmm. You, sperm blood? Sperm yeah, blood. you guys are my backup singers. <laughs> where's, hello, where's sperm blood? Hi, New York, sperm blood. Yeah, where's sperm blood? Um, yeah, I think I loved it. It's great snoozy material. Important to know, but, like, you won't learn anything, so just Google it. Yep. There you go. <laughs> all right. So, Chelsea, this is the opportunity that we give to all guests where you can plug things. Do you have anything to plug? Hmm. I have Twitter accounts. You sure, sure fucking do. Where can they find She's great yeah. on Twitter. Uh, Kataniac. So C-A-T-A-N-I-A-C. That's my personal science Twitter. Can I tell you something? I never, until this very moment, knew that you pronounced it Cataniac. I just thought it was Catania C. Yeah. Catania C! <laughs> so, it's Cataniac. I mean, it can be. <laughs> well, you just said it. I didn't it. Say it. I just you said it like decide. that. But yeah, it is Catania C. That's <laughs> <laughs> my last name and my first initial. Oh, man, I thought, but okay. But it's like, yak is an ending. <laughs> Like, okay, wait, have you ever done research into, like, the Latin root of that, if it was Cataniac? Because, like, ac is, like, you know, the suffix means something. Dude, it's her Twitter handle. She yeah. didn't look up the Latin meaning of her Twitter <laughs> she handle. She might. No, she didn't. Did, Did you? you? Not, no. 
<laughs> I told you. I knew it. We'll do that after this. No, we won't. We'll forget it. I will. I am a linguistics minor, god damn it. Mm-hmm. I also run the Twitter for the MIT Microbiome Club. Oh, I follow great. it. It's very fun. Yeah, cool. That's Sometimes fun. we make poop And puns. what's that Twitter handle? Um, MIT U Biome Club. That's a long one. It is a long yeah. one. But look into it, because, like, it'll make you look really smart if you're scrolling through your Twitter and like, oh, this is smart. I'm smart for following this. I'm smart for following this. <laughs> oh, my God, Christina's on the verge of, like, going straight into REM sleep right now. She's Literally like, talking yeah. about this fucking stupid... I told you, I watched this, fell asleep watching it, and watched a full film afterwards, because the <laughs> film was not nearly as sleepy as this. Okay, so, Christina... Oh, is that all you need? That's it. Okay. That's all. So, Christina. What? What do you have to blog? Nothing at all, ever. <laughs> Doctorinova at gmail.com. I love it. Mm. Okay. Uh, just keep following me. I don't have any shows coming up ATM at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it lessens the effect of the, of the, <laughs> the acronym if you, like, spell it out afterwards. Just like, FYI, <laughs> which means for your information. <laughs> uh, TMI. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, like, follow me. I've been way more active on Instagram as of late. Somebody told me that they actually look forward to my Insta stories oh my recently. God. And I was like, wow. That's nice. It's, like, very flattering. Like, I don't do it enough, so am I, like, actively disappointing you? I don't know. But you can follow me at, at D-O-R-Y-W-C-D, Dory White Chocolate Drizzle. <laughs> Chelsea. We love you. Love Thank you, you so much Thank for coming on. Here. Oh my god! Thanks for having me. Oh, you're just such a gem. I'm so happy that we're still friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're still friends after she made you watch this ball crushing documentary. Well, I'm still happy that we're still friends after I reached my hand out to to grab. <laughs> Chelsea just put her palm on top of my hand, like you're escorting her into a ballroom. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I think you do know what you're doing. Or maybe you know better than any of us what you're doing. That was great. Uh, okay, Christine, I love, love you. you. Chelsea, I love you. Okay, I love you for listening. Thank you love so much. You. We'll be back with another episode soon. Stay tuned. Bye. 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 Oh, insulin.